This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live. Today, we'll start our road trip in Meridian at the Max for the new Jim Henson exhibit. Next, we'll head to Ocean Springs for the Shed's Dual Steak Barbecue Showdown. After that, we'll traveling. We're traveling to Natchez for the 11th Moon Storytelling Event at Grand Village and end the show with country singer and fiddler Temperance Babcock. So hold on tight because we're going on a Mississippi ride here on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live. Well, good morning, Kamel. Good morning, good morning. What's happening? I am great, and it's really weird to be again on this side of the booth. I know, right? But I'm excited. But I'm you're, excited. You're such a, such a specialist. <laughs> Well, let's tell them why I'm on this side of the booth. Let's tell them. Drum roll, please. Yes. You want to tell them? I don't know. Let's say it together. I know. Mary Mary Margaret had had her baby. baby. Yes. I should have had some claps already uh, lined up for uh, Java. I know, right? But our our authentic claps. (laughs) Exactly. Had love and compassion. (laughs) Well, she had the baby yesterday, yes. correct? Yes, indeed. Do you know the pounds? I don't. Okay. I don't. I just uh, haven't even talked to her. I know she's recovering yes. and resting. Yes. Uh, but I, I hear healthy and, I mean, beautiful as her mama, I'm sure. I know. And, and, and Wheezy. And Wheezy. So we have Wheezy and Dot. Wheezy and Dot. Oh, that is What did so you beautiful. say the, uh, the oh, book yeah. should be? The book is going to be The Adventures of Wheezy and Dot, and I need my commission on this, Mary. So when you get back, you know, we'll talk about the preliminaries. <laughs> so, yes, The New Adventures of Wheezy and Dot. I know, right? Volume 1 through whatever. It is going down <laughs> going at the White <laughs> Household. <laughs> but congratulations again, Charlie. And Charlton. shout out to Barry, too. Exactly. Of course. Couldn't have done it without Barry. No, Barry did a lot of work as well. There we go. But, uh, again, our very own Mary Margaret Miller. Congratulations to her, and we'll see her in about six weeks. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Take your time, love. Please, and and you know, enjoy that time with the baby. That's you know, right. That's the most precious time. You can't ever get that back. But uh, speaking of precious, <laughs> ah, <laughs> you are precious. Girl. I know you weren't here last week, so tell us where you were. Well, I was putting uh, with the uh, uh, Mississippi Blues Trail a precious historical marker in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, Pensacola Blues is the name of the marker. It was erected in the Belmont de Villiers historic neighborhood, African-American neighborhood, similar to our Fair Street neighborhood, okay. uh, where it was really on and, and, and really like a centerpiece of, of the Chitlin Circuit and for entertainers and uh, black businesses. And of course, over time, it, it, it took a dip and now it's coming back and, you know, new reinvestments in the neighborhood. Uh, but the Pensacola city, the city of Pensacola and members of that neighborhood reached out and did an application and overwhelmingly just had such a deep blues culture. 
culture and, and link to Mississippi, you would just be amazed with how many cities and states have just a true linkage to our history and our genre and, and all of that. So they treated me like a king. They came out. It was like a freaking street show. It was <laughs> staged and everything. But uh, they were they totally embraced the market. And I think a lot of tourism will come there. That's great. And that's what you do. Uh, visit Mississippi. You guys do a lot of great work. Well, thank um, you hey, for this great state. For the state mm-hmm. of, of representing Mississippi at its finest. Most certainly. Speaking of representing Mississippi at its finest, uh, good segue. We have Jerome Tram. I hope I said his name right. Traham on the phone. He's the director <laughs> of marketing and media with the Max. Now, he's going to tell you all about the new Jim Henson exhibition, Imagination Unlimited. Good morning, Jerome. Good morning, good people, Michelle. Good morning. You sound bright and sunshiny today. <laughs> well, it uh, is bright and sunshiny today rain. here. I uh, know. <laughs> yeah. No, I already I tried to get Java to send me some, uh, you know, excitement through the phone, some caffeine, but it, it's he's not that kind of Java. No. <laughs> so, so, he's know. a little he's a little bit of a mellow. Decaffeine. Uh, he's decaffeinated. Brew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a decaffeinated brew. We're gonna try to caffeinate him up a little bit. <laughs> Come on, Jerome. Solve, solve the mystery. Say your last name. Yes. It is Trahan, like Strahan without the S. There you go. Trahan, yeah. Yeah, and that, you didn't do bad, Michelle. <laughs> I, I'm from the Mississippi <laughs> Gulf Coast, and my uh, my family, uh, that side of the family is uh, Cajun French, so it's pronounced Trahan on the, fr- on the coast ah. of Louisiana. But Trahan is how you know, we. <laughs> Say it here. That's what I was telling so, him off the air. I was telling him, wait till he says it in his uh, Cajun way, and uh-huh. it sounds so authentic. And I can't say it like that, but I said it sounds perfect when you say it uh, in the uh, original, true sense yeah. of the form. In the dialect. I wish I had paid more attention, y'all. They, you know, my family spoke. Uh, well, my father's side spoke French. Uh, when they didn't want us to know things mm-hmm. as a child, I wish I'd paid more attention and carried that on and carried on that heritage, right, of Louisiana and, and that part of my, my roots. So, yeah, you know, uh, I'm a Mississippi boy. That's okay. all I can say. Well, I about flunk out of French, so I feel you. <laughs> well, you started, right. off, you started the show telling us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. But tell us again what you do yeah. with the Max and talk about the Max itself. If people around the state listening don't know exactly what we're talking about when we say the Max. Well, okay. Well, I am the Director of Marketing Communications at Mississippi's Art and Entertainment Experience, the Max, as we lovingly call it. And we, you know, my, I've been on the ground here. Uh, I moved back from Washington, D.C. to Mississippi in October. And one of the first challenges was how do I describe this place? And so initially we've changed it to Mississippi's because this is a Mississippi entity, Mississippi's art and entertainment experience. Now we are a very unique, uh, interactive and immersive museum experience and you know michelle i I told you that i'm trying to stay away from the m word Mm -hmm. because i want people to understand that this is for everybody and it is it's unlike anything that you have seen anywhere around the country we believe that we're very much unique in that way spend a lot of time in the museums uh in washington dc and there are some very powerful uh you know museum experiences there but this one again is really unique we celebrate Mississippians who have contributed in the world of uh, music, art, literature, the media, culinary, and our mission, which is based in education, is to educate and inspire the next generation of Mississippians to come in and and take up this mantle and carry it on. And, uh, you know, when I was in D.C., uh, and uh, it was difficult for people to understand that, you know, Mississippi, uh, the perceptions are uh, negative in, in some ways, but Mississippians have really uh, changed the world. And Jim Henson, who we'll talk more about in a minute, is a quintessential legend, as we call him. But James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. who I have to admit I didn't know was from Mississippi. Arca Butler. Arca Butler. Mississippi. You know, uh, Leontine Price, of course, mm-hmm. I, I knew. George Ord, B.B. Uh, King. Yeah, and my favorite quote of all time, nobody loves you like your mama, and she might be jiving you too, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. 
but um, you know, Morgan Freeman, Celia Ward, and you know this, this young lady who's originally from Mississippi, very powerful media mogul, Miss Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, and right. you know, our goal is to inspire young people. And, and Mississippians uh, a little older, like Michelle and I, we're both 29, I think. <laughs> right? We'll, we'll say that, years. exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Let's Maybe go with a couple that. of times. Right. But, yeah. Um, you know, to, to, to find that inner beauty and express it in music, art, literature, media, culinary. And, and it really, the message is pride. So the Max is all about showcasing those uh, uh, amazing legends. And, and, and here is where I get into the, the mire about what it's about. You know, we have a gorgeous two-story uh, rotunda that houses our Hall of Fame and interactive displays where you can learn details about, you know, our legends, uh, John Grisham or Leontine Price as two examples uh, that I was just looking at. So that's where it came up. Uh, Kamel, that's all I can do. Uh, <laughs> the interactive displays will, you know, tell you their story. Maybe give you an example of their music or writing or whatever. Uh, but this is just one part. So we uh, we have a hall of fame. Uh, then we also are a performance center uh, with a focus on education, as I said. So we have a we have a beautiful uh, open air courtyard, really an amphitheater where we can uh, do you know acoustic and or full band sets. Uh, we have a art studio, a pottery studio, and a uh, state-of-the-art recording studio that will be doing uh, recordings uh, with various notable people. Maybe we'll produce an album in the future. We've got some things coming up that I won't tell you about now, but I think the recording studio gives us uh, an opportunity to help foster that next generation. So those are the two parts. But then we also have this amazing uh, interactive museum experience. Now, Mich Michelle, you're you're going to be over here like Monday, right? <laughs> to to experience this. That's I mean, right. It's wow. difficult to describe. And Camille, you too. Sorry. There gotta, you go. Gotta bring I'm hitching a ride. Uh huh. We come together. It, it will take right. you typically about two or three hours at least to go through this. Uh, experience. And, you know, we focus on the regions of the state, the soil, the air, the water, and you'll see how that's all folded together to talk about who we are as a people and, you know, what we can offer. And this is an interactive experience. It's fun, fun for all ages, not necessarily for small children, but I had my one-year-old grandson in there yesterday and he's playing with the puppets and there's some other, you know, sections. There's a front porch section, one of my favorite sections. It, it really talks about how Mississippians carry on that oral history and the traditional storytelling. And uh, there's a display on uh, weaving. And there's this great rocking chair on this front porch that I like to go up in and just sit down and become part of the display every yeah. once in a while. But mm -hmm. it talks about how Mississippians, you know, back in the day, before all of this media and internet and things, you know, the front porch and the home was the center of everything. It's where you learned, uh, as I mentioned, you know, how to speak, you know, the, your native language, uh, play music, tell stories. Not to cut you off, but to, let's start talking about the uh, Jim Henson ex exhibition. Tell us about a little bit about that and what people can expect going down. And, and this is a traveling exhibit, correct? It is. And, and Jim Henson, Imagination Unlimited, comes to us from the Museum of the Moving Image in New York. And uh, if you've been to Leland, it's a great experience. This is a bigger, larger approach uh, from, you know, his archive and the Henson family. It is an amazing representation of this Mississippian and what he did and how he got there. So you're kind of in the mind of Jim Henson. Uh, and the puppeteers and people he worked with, and you see how you know things came from concept and a sketch to reality. Now we'll have you know 20 original puppets uh, in the exhibit. You know, you walk right in, and there's Mr. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> By the way, he and I share body types, right? and, uh, so everybody wants to look like a famous person. But you Kermit like. is there. There are early sketches of his work. That's uh, Bert and Ernie. Yeah, and, and, you know, the count. Mm -hmm. I, oh, know, that's my man right there. Mm -hmm. 
That's, he's. I'll send you a picture. Oh, that's <laughs> my guy. Monday. Yep. And uh, then there's also, you know, uh, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal are represented as well. You know, so it talks about the Muppet Show and some of his movie uh, endeavors. And, and really, this, again, takes almost two hours to go through mm. and read every detail. And you see some behind-the-scenes sketches and concepts that he worked on and through and uh it's it's just amazing and once again it it says to you mississippian you can you can be anything you want to be here's you know a, a young man from uh the delta who you know has impacted movies and media <laughs> in an immeasurable way and his family's carrying on that legacy right he changed the world. My favorite is Fraggle Rock. I love the Muppets movies and oh, the whole Muppet uh, show. I used to w- watch it religiously every week. But when the Fraggle Rock came out, I mean, that was my era. I, mean, I love Fraggle Rock. I watched yeah. it all the time. Sesame Street. Street. I mean, think about how this man's work influenced our lives mm-hmm. growing up and, mm-hmm. still and still influencing children's lives. It's crazy. I, re- I still remember Labyrinth. And mm-hmm. I mean, Labyrinth changed my mm-hmm. life. So let me ask you a question. I'm sorry, Jerome, go ahead. No, I was going to say it it is amazing. I love Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. Um, I might have been a little bit older, but as so many people come come in and say, oh, my gosh, this. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. You know, so it it really helps you connect to that part of your world. It's crazy. Right. So this this, uh, exhibit, exhibit is running now through May 4th, correct? Yep. So we have a great, you know, amount of time for people to to come to Meridian and experience the Max as a whole. Um, but the Jim Henson exhibit does run now through May the fourth. Uh, we're open Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, and you know, again, with our focus on education, we, you know, we really want to encourage educators. We've actually let me throw this out, Michelle. Uh, you know, we have a thank you for our educators around the state. If you come and show a valid ID from where you work or teach, you know, you'll get free admission for you and a companion to come in and look at what we have to offer and then help us develop, you know, field trips. And we have curriculum available on the website. All of the information on Jim Henson is at msarts.org slash Jim Henson. You can buy tickets. You can download the curriculum and get an idea of what what the exhibit's about. But it, it, it listen, I got to tell you that every time I hear Rainbow Connection, it makes me smile. <laughs> oh does. man, man, man! Well, that was nineteen seventy nine when yes. I was graduating from high school. Wow. So. Well, Jerome, thank you for uh, spending a little time with us this morning talking about the Jim Henson um, exhibition, Imagination Unlimited. You can see that now through May 4th at the Max in Meridian. Now, if you have not gone to the Max, you need to take a trip and see the Max and the exhibit. And yes, any indeed. last words, Michelle Jerome? Michelle will be here on, I will say, Michelle. Bright and early Monday. Right. You know, come in the afternoon, guys. Don't Let's don't make it in the early. Okay, uh. we'll do that. We'll do that. Well, thank you again for being on the show today. It's time for us to take our first break, but let's test your Jim Henson knowledge. We all know that Jim Henson was the creator of the Muppets, but what other iconic show did he create? We'll tell you the answer. Uh, to that when we get back. Plus, we're going to welcome Brooke Lewis, co-owner of the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint in Ocean Springs. So don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. I want you to turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Yes, sir. Turn left at the fork. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. Hey, y'all, it's Felder Rushing. I'm the Gestalt Gardener, and I am so pleased to join y'all every week talking about gardening. You know, you don't have to be anybody or join anything to be part of this party. All we're going to do is talk about gardening and garden-related stuff and maybe a little psychology working in at the same time. Let's have a lot of fun on the Gestalt Gardener. Fridays at 9 and Saturdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. 
You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. Now, before the break, we spoke. Before the break, we asked you what was the name of the iconic television show Jim Henson created. Now, it was Sesame Street. Jim, uh, Kamel actually said it earlier. So if you're listening, you heard him say the uh, name. But it's Sesame Street. He created Sesame Street, yeah. Fraggle Rock, and a lot of others. And again, you can learn all about Jim Henson and more at the Jim Henson exhibit on display now through May 4th at the Max in Meridian. Now let's welcome to the show Brooke Lewis. She's part owner of the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint in Ocean Springs. Mm. Mm -hmm. Getting hungry already. Good morning, Brooke. Hey, hey, good morning. I hope you guys are doing the good today. It is sunny in South Mississippi, so I am super happy. Ooh, don't you just love that energy she came I on know. with? I know. We and, need more <laughs> guests like that. And it's sunny here, so <laughs> it's a sunny, cool Friday, so what more can you ask for? <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Lord, for a good sunny day. We needed it. We've had a lot of rain in Mississippi. We've had yeah. a, lot a lot of rain. And um, speaking of thanking the Lord, I thank the Lord that I actually got in contact with you, Brooke. And you can be on the show today to share your wonderful story and talk about this big barbecue competition. But let's start from the beginning. I'm telling you. Tell everyone in a few words, if you could, about how you and your brothers created this wonderful legacy that you have. Oh, my goodness. A few words is <laughs> the know. hard part there. I, I could talk all day. But I guess in a, in a nutshell, back in 2001, when my brother graduated from Ole Miss and I was still in college, he came home and he said, I want to open a barbecue joint. And he had been up in North Mississippi at all those amazing little joints and eat good barbecue in Memphis and North Mississippi. And uh, and he wanted that same feel, but in a family environment. Of course, my parents told him he was crazy. They didn't send him to school for a business degree to come home and open a restaurant. Um, but that's what we did as a brother-sister team. And uh, that, was, that was 18 years ago. And we started on a shoestring budget without the shoestring, I'll tell you that. Mm. And uh, a lot of hard knocks, but we've paved our way thanks to a lot of good mentors. And, you know, we're we're always open ears, open eyes, and reaching out to our uh, our peers and really trying to um, see what we can learn every day of this of this crazy restaurant business. So the shed, my brother's always been a... A dumpster diver extraordinaire, we call him. <laughs> and uh, so, when he, so when he came home from Ole Miss, he had just a trailer full of of stuff. One wow. man's trash is another man's treasure. And uh, and we built the shed. Um, of course, we spent a good penny at Lowe's too, but we uh, we decorated the shed and and made it what which is now quoted by uh, Food Network's Guy Fieri, um, the junkadelic. <laughs> with mm. all of uh, Brad's dumpster diving finds. And um, we started out 330 square feet, and 18 years later, we're a little over 15,000 square feet. And, uh, mm, and mm, we mm. meet people all, all over the nation. Um, we're, we're proud to be part of Mississippi and part of Mississippi's food heritage. Now, Brooke, I know that uh, I'm also with Visit Mississippi and with the Blues Commission, and, and, you know, we've talked and some of our colleagues have talked about getting the Blues Trail marker at the shed because you guys, I mean, with the time you've been open, have such a deep history. Uh, and, I mean, you're truly an American dream. Tell us about how, you know, it started and, in, in fact, of bringing the family together because with an idea to open up a restaurant and then a venue you know, how did you get your family to ra rally around it, and then how did it turn into now what is an iconic venue? Well, thank you for saying iconic venue. We we certainly appreciate that. Uh, we've worked really hard to keep the, the blues genre alive, and we've reached out not only nationally but internationally with our friends in France and really tried to strive to bring blues musicians and bring that education and the, and, and the, the ground of, of music. And that's that traditional 12 bar blues, um, keeping it, keeping it real in, in Mississippi. And with that being said, you know, our family, it's kind of the rundown is Brad's the crazy one. And he comes up with all the crazy ideas. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, I'm the bean counter that, you know, puts it on paper and sees that we can actually pull it off. 
And then the middle sibling, our brother Brett, he's a sound engineer. He lives in Austin, Texas. Mm. And he's the one that really inspired us to to take our love for the blues and that part of the Mississippi heritage and, and put it to light and, and do it in the right manner and, and do it in the right um, the right setting to really to really pay tribute to all of these amazing blues artists that not only come out of the state of Mississippi, um, but all over, you know, nationally and internationally. So we've spent a little over $2 million on free blues shows every wow. Friday and Saturday. Uh, we, we do music every Friday, Saturday between 7 and 10 o'clock. Close at 10. And it's and it's in, like I said, it's in a family environment where the, the parents can kick back and relax. The kids play on the playground. There's a great blues artist on the stage. And, uh, and the parents can have a cold beer and everybody's in a... In a nice, safe environment, but really, um, with the blues, we also do a, a blues festival every year. So we've had the likes of everyone from Bobby Blue Bland to Pine Top Perkins to mm. Buddy Guy mm, to Percy mm, Sledge, uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I mean, you name it, and, and we've had them right there at the shed on the stage. So our goal is to get a blues trail marker. Um, we've uh, We've been we've been paving that paving that road for quite yes, some indeed. time. I think we just got to get a few more years under our belt to meet the meet the criteria um, because that's a that's a highly respected marker and and we know you can't just get it overnight. And it's not something you turn around and just pay for. You, you got to earn it. Well, I tell you to take a uh, a place where you started building with your own hands mm-hmm. and a crazy idea and and stuff from your uh, brother's eloquent dumpster diving, mm-hmm. and then they expand <laughs> to 10,000 f- feet. And, you know, with the advent of juke joints phasing out, you know, you guys are really coming in, absorbing that market and where it's needed and mm-hmm. where people are looking for venues like that to go. And mm-hmm. the other ones, you know, of course, with pole monkeys closing and, you know, you, you only yeah. have a sprinkle here and there, and you guys are really absorbing that market share in the right way. And you can get some good barbecue. Well, speaking of barbecue, right. let's talk hey. about the uh, dual steak showdown. Now, this Ooh-wee. is not your typical just run-of-the-mill barbecue uh, competition. This is serious. I'm Ooh. talking about over 16 thousand dollars in total payouts so tell us yes tell us what's going on this uh friday and saturday down at the shed brooke yeah so we are you know the shed we have a a competition team and we travel across the country when time allows and we can leave our our baby shed home base Mm -hmm. and we compete in barbecue competitions we teach classes um we're, we're huge advocates for Operation Barbecue Relief, which is a nonprofit that feeds people in time of need. You know, we teach classes at the National Barbecue Association. So with all of that, we have, we have formed this national barbecue family and community that supports one another. Well, within that, we may be fierce competitors, but we're also fierce friends. And there's a lot of sanctioning bodies within barbecue and grilling um, competitions, kind of like Memphis in May. Mm-hmm. And we are the current world grand champions of Memphis in May right now. You so. sure are. I was going to say that a yeah. little later. You are. So, I mean, when you say barbecue, yeah. you're not just going to a run-of-the-mill barbecue joint. Right. You're going to no. an award-winning barbecue mm. place. Mm. And yeah. I am looking forward to getting my um, mouth around one of your ribs. I'm just My mouth was watering when I was putting together the script because mm. I love oh, I some love barbecue. It. So tell us what... Yeah, people can yes. expect this Friday and Saturday. Right. So with that being said, we've gotten into, um, you know, with our friends and, and our competitors and the, these sanctioning bodies who put on these competitions, there's one in particular that we that we really always wanted to host at the Shed, and that's the SCA. That stands for the Steak Cookers Association. And what they take pride in and their main protein is steak. It's fast and fiery grilling and they have over 300 competitions planned across the country in 2019. Mm. So this is a pretty large sanctioning national competition, sanctioning body. And we're hosting an SCA competition today and tomorrow at the Shed. The main elements of the competition are going to be tomorrow. Tonight's kind of the pre-party, welcome party for all of our competitors. And these competitors are 
three, four, five-time world champion state cookers. Um, also, there's some also there's some backyard guys that have taken classes and have signed up to be members of SCA. You can still sign up. We're encouraging people if you think you cook the best steak, you know, in your neighborhood, right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast or anywhere within driving range. Sign up. It's not too late. We're going to have a, a final registration tomorrow morning between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. and a free breakfast for everybody when they're signing up. Um, but they're going to go head-to-head in multiple categories, the main categories being steak. Um, and we're going to be cooking that brought to you by Snake River Farms Wagyu beef. So it's the best of the best beef. Mm. And then we also have a rib category. That is for those slow and low smokers. And I know you want some ribs. I Mm -hmm. wish you could be here tomorrow. We'll have plenty, (laughs) but we have a rib category brought to you by Prairie Fresh. And then we have a Bloody Mary category. I mean, hey, we are in the South. Everybody loves Bloody Mary. So that's the first category of the day. And we also have a turkey category by the National Turkey Federation. Mm. because you know, we forget about turkey during the year because every, you know, you eat it at the holidays mm-hmm. and then you don't think a whole lot about it. And I tell you, we've been smoking and grilling that turkey for the past few months at the shed and it, it just doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. We also, well, we're super excited as part of this competition. We have the Kids Q Nation representatives coming down and we are going to have a kids competition. And even the kids competition pays out a thousand dollar purse wow. Price, plus, wow plus grills so and that's four years old to 16 years Whoa. old so we could have five-year-olds going home with a better grill than his dad's that's in the backyard already yeah and then they can go home that. and break their dad look dad see i make a thousand dollar steak right, <laughs> right. Here. this is a thousand dollar steak i got the skills absolutely so you can go to you can go to steak cook off that's steakcookoff.com. Read all the information about tomorrow's event. We want the public to come out. Uh, you know, the shed's always wide open. We always tell people when they come in, you know, welcome well, welcome home, welcome to the family. So we want people to come out and talk to. If they don't compete, just come out and talk to these guys. Meet them. They're people from all over. There's multiple states represented. And, uh, and pick their brains. If you've ever wanted to know, like, I wonder if I did my steak or if I did my ribs, a little different how they would turn out or how do I really perfect that competition baby back rib everybody always talks about these are the guys they're they're super nice guys and gals there's a lot of girls ladies competing mm-hmm. too um, but uh, you know they're there to, to talk barbecue and, and to talk about what they do and how they do it and kind of give the tips and tricks and so we really want people to come out and feel welcome to walk around in the competitor sites we have a hundred teams already pre-registered. That's a lot so of teams. Be a lot of people. It is. Well, yeah. you know what, Brooke? We're running out a little bit out of time, but we want to thank you for coming in, talking yes, about indeed. the shed, giving us that n- nice little history and background of how you and your brothers and your uh, grandma and your grandpa—they're all—it's a whole family affair. And uh, then, of course, the uh, big steak showdown I starting tonight. <laughs> If you're a meat lover, vegetarians, beware. This is not for you. Uh, tonight, starting off with the welcome party tonight at 5 o'clock. Then tomorrow, the big competition. If you're not competing, go on out and hobnob with the best steak cookers all across the world. Again, um, Brooke, let everyone know where they can go to get more information about the shed and the barbecue showdown. Absolutely. So as far as the barbecue showdown that's going to take place tomorrow, you can go to steakcookoff.com. Also, if you can't get out of the house or you don't feel like getting out of the house, check out the Shed Barbecue's Instagram and Facebook. We will have everything going live all day long. It's going to be very interactive, so you can sit right on your couch, your girls rolling in the backyard, and be live with us on the Shed Facebook page. All right. Well, thank you again, Brooke, for spending a little time with us this morning. We're going to take another quick break, but don't go far, because when we return, we're headed to Grand Village of Natchez for their 11th Moon storytelling event. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I got some cooking. I know you're going to like a little barbecue. I like mine real hot and spicy, juicy, nice. 
MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo, in for Mary Margaret Miller, along with my traveling partner, Camille hey, hey. King. Now, before the break, we had a delicious good time with Brooke Lewis, co-owner of the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint in Ocean Springs. Now, let's welcome to the show director of Grand Village in Natchez, Lance Harris. Good morning, Lance. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Doing great, doing great. So, uh, thanks, thank you for spending a little time with us this morning and letting us know about the 11th Moon Storytelling and Bonfire event. But before we get started, can you give us a little history about Grand Village? Absolutely. Grand Village is a spectacular place, and if you've never been, I hope you come by soon. Um, the Grand Village was probably the last main ceremonial center Mound Center for the Natchez people and their ancestral homeland, which of course is Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, Natchez was not only named for the uh, Natchez Indians, but for actually this particular village site as well, too. Um, we know that it was occupied until 1730, uh, and it had been occupied from at least 1200 A.D. at that point in time. Um, when you read all the rich um, French colonial documentation about Native people in the lower Mississippi Valley, they talk a lot about the Natchez people. The primary village that they're uh, actually writing about is the Grand Village site here in beautiful Natchez, Mississippi. Wow. Now, I mean, you know, we tell a lot about our history here in Mississippi and, of course, with the new museums that have been popping up and even with the Macs that we're we're talking about. We, we really herald our uh, entertainers and, you know, our, our, our historical background. But how important is it to tell the history of the American Indians and their story and when they were here and all of the things that they did and bring now to uh, what Mississippi is all about? in our history and our assets? Well, I will say, you know, certainly um, the American uh, country and and North America in particular uh, has a varied history. Um, A lot of that's recorded in the history books has been done over the last 500 years. But think about all the thousands and thousands and thousands of years that Native people occupied this land before um, Europeans and Africans and others started coming over here. Um, There's a, a... rich uh, historical background here with Native Americans, and we certainly need to honor that and make note of that. And even in the modern period, you know, we're all here down in the Deep South, and we love uh, good Southern cooking and everything, and a lot of that cooking, just as one simple example, is based on a Native American uh, cuisine and diet. So from that to names of places and, and everything else, it's just something that we uh, is a rich part of our Mississippi history. So let's talk about the 11th Moon Storytelling event. You've been doing this for how many years? It's been going on for over 30 years now. Wow, that's uh, a long Grand- time. Yes, ma'am. The Grand Village uh, opened as a public historic site in 1976, so we're a little bit over 40 years old now. Um, and then this particular event has been going on for over 30 years of that 40-year history, so uh, it, it's been a great part of our programmatic opportunities uh, that we have down here at the Grand Village. Okay, so tell, tell for people who don't know what it is, tell people what it is and what they can expect um, at the event. Yes, ma'am. So we've changed our format a little bit. Uh, prior to a couple of years ago, um, the event was really just local storytellers coming on site, and we have a nice auditorium here, and everybody would get together and tell a variety of different stories. A lot of the stories were based on nature. A lot of those stories were Native American tales. Um, we've changed the event, and we decided that we want to um, provide a little bit more of an educational opportunity. So there's been a lot of work that's been done in the academic field probably about the last 15 years to tie uh, stories that were collected among Native Americans 
in the early 20th uh, century, late 19th and early 20th century, and they tie those stories to um, celestial uh, constellations and then also to pre-contact artwork that's found in the archaeological record and tying all this together. And we're attempting to uh, make a play on that here at the Grand Village for the 11th Main. So if you come to the event, you'll hear local storytellers telling these stories collected among Native peoples um, that relate to a variety of different things. Um, But we're trying to tie them into these celestial constellations. So we'll actually show some images of the constellations that are being talked about in the stories and then also some of the iconographic artwork that's found in the pre uh, contact archaeological record. All right. So uh, you also have refreshments and uh, a bonfire, and this is a family event. So young ones and uh, young children all the way up to your mom and dad can come out and learn a little history about your uh, the constellations in the sky, Native American yeah. stories, and also... Um, about a little history. So, again, we we talked off air about this, but especially during this time, the way mm-hmm. we are today, this is very good to be culturally aware That's of right. other people's uh, cultures and be unbiased. This is a very good uh, way to show your children tolerance of other people's differences. Yes, ma'am. We're, we're trying to spread the word about uh, all the rich, important, different aspects of Mississippi history and, of course, Native American uh, history and culture is an important part of the fabric that makes up our great state, and uh, we're excited about spreading a little bit more of that information out. And it's going to be a good family-oriented event that'll be fun for uh, little tykes all the way up to older people. And I think we're going to have a little bit to offer for everybody. Um, so it'll just be a great event. All right. So again, tell everyone what time and what uh, date this will take place. Yes, ma'am. The uh, 11th Moon Storytelling event is going to happen at the Grand Village of the Natchez Indians tomorrow, uh, January 26, 2019. It's going to start around 5.30 p.m., and it's going to go until about 7.30 p.m. We're actually hoping that uh, the clouds will part for us and that we'll be able to view some constellations towards the tail end of the program as well. Um, we'll have some telescopes provided, and then we do have refreshments as well. Uh, at the event also. All right. So let everyone know where they can go to find out more information about uh, Grand Village in Natchez and the storytelling event. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to give uh, actually our address as well first in case anybody needs to know that. It's 400 Jefferson Davis Boulevard in Natchez, Mississippi. And they can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is the Grand Village of the Natchez Indians Facebook page. They can also visit the uh, Mississippi Department of Archives and History page, which is www.mdah.ms.gov, and uh, just come check us out and, and come on down to the 11th Main Storytelling event. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this morning and spending a little time with us. We're going to take our final break of the show, but when we return, we'll sit down and speak with country music artist and fiddler Temperance Babcock. Oh, so don't go far because you definitely don't want to miss what's coming up next. This is Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Listening to MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. And today we've had a great road trip. We yes. started in Meridian for the Jim Henson exhibit at the Max. Then we went down south for some great barbecue mm-hmm. at the Shed. Next, we learned about the 11th Moon Storytelling event at Grand Village in Natchez. In Natchez. And now it's time to get those toes tapping with That's our right. next guest. Country artist and fiddler Temperance Babcock. Good morning, Temperance. Good morning. Hi, my girl Temperance. Hey. You got another fan hey. in here. <laughs> <laughs> she tell, you don't. She, you don't know oh, who you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, this you? is Kamel King. Temperance, how you doing? Hey, 
Oh my gosh, it's so good to hear from you. I'm telling you, I'm wow. So good. Man, it's been forever. It has, it has. How, how have you been doing? I am great. I am playing music and, and chasing my two kids around. So life is good. It's perfect. <laughs> well, for all of the people that um, aren't aware of, have not seen Temperance. Temperance is one of the best and most gorgeous singers, fiddlers, uh, performers that you have ever seen. And I mean, she has just been playing, uh, uh, you know, regionally and throughout the world uh, for a lot of years. And I've seen her do many different things. But you're stepping out and, and doing something different here on huh, Temperance. I am. I have uh, just started a just started a solo project, and so I'm I'm writing, and we're kind of kicking off our our year with this uh, concert that we're doing tonight at Dealing Hall, and um, it definitely is uh, country, uh, but you're going to hear a lot of fiddle on it. So I tend to gravitate towards uh, maybe '90s country a little bit when country was so fiddle and feel heavy. And so you're going to hear a lot of those elements in it. But I was also, my background is I was also classically trained. So right. you're going to hear some, some of those elements in my show as well because I just can't escape it and I uh, wouldn't want to. But, you know, so you'll hear a lot of influences, uh, you know, anything from old country to new country to a little bit, little bit of classical flair in there as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say a little bit of rock and roll, but uh, you could do that, that as well. <laughs> you do a lot of, yeah. you You can actually do it all. Speaking of doing it all, for those who don't know, when uh, Kamel said doing something different, tell everyone about what you've been doing, the Bill Temperance and Jeff Trio. I yeah, love you guys boy. together. You guys are great together, but great separately. Thanks, so man. that's why you're so good together. But uh, tell everyone how you guys got started uh, working with each other. And for those who don't know, we're talking about our own Bill, Bill Ellison. Ellison here at MPB Think Radio. Yes, Bill is one of my best friends in this entire world. And uh, uh, so we worked very well playing music together. We started off actually as a duo mm. um, about coming up, I think, or maybe past 11. It's like an anniversary. Wow. <laughs> like, wait, was it 10 years ago or 11 years ago? And uh, so we started playing about, you know, 10 to 11 years ago, and we got paired up actually to do a little a kids' TV show that was being produced over at iVox, and it was called Lomax, The Hound of Music. Yeah. And that's where we met, and we were paired up to do this little song called Turkey in the Straw. And one of the producers, one of the producers came in. We were just doodling around on a break um, before we went to go film, and he said, man, y'all, y'all got something. And... Uh, and so we kind of took his advice and, and jammed a little bit a week or so later and, and decided that we wanted to give that a go and play for several years as just a duo. And then Jeff, our bass player, Jeff Perkins, came along, and he just filled out our sound, and he was just a perfect fit. And we love Jeff. And uh, So our little trio, we have played anywhere and everywhere, and uh, we love what we do, and, and it's great to play with such great people. Mm-hmm. When, you have, when you have friends in your group, it really adds a, a whole other dynamic, and um, I will play with Bill and Jeff till the end of time <laughs> if, they, if they allow me to. <laughs> now, let's talk about this new single, Sing Myself to Sleep. Are we going to hear some We're of that today? We're going to play a little. Tempers, I just want to say before we play it, everyone, get ready. If you need to turn your radios up, I'm go ahead and do you. so right now because I listened to this song yesterday. And, you know, I'm not the avid country music buff, but this song just put me in a area or a realm of yeah, calmness. Yeah. Your voice is beautiful. I'm just going to let people listen to it. Didn't know that your attention would leave me this way, that's why Singing myself to sleep I've held myself captive, I've set myself free Trying to imagine just how you'd love me Singing myself to sleep 
God. That, that sounds amazing, Temperance. I'm so proud you. of you. I mean, oh, thank you. I smile because the song makes me smile. Even Well, before we, we only have a few minutes left, but just tell everyone the inspiration behind that song. Were you writing from experience or a situation that happened? <laughs> you know, um, I kind of, uh, a friend of mine uh, from uh, Nashville uh, wrote that with me, and we kind of just came from a point of, you can, you know, you can definitely take it from a romantic uh Aspect. I think, you know, coming, coming out of that, it's just, you know, we're thinking about, you know, being self-soothing and how these people, you know, find a way to cope with mm-hmm. the things that we struggle with. And since music is, you know, is, is, is a universal language and can, can be therapeutic and, and all of those things, you know, singing, singing myself to sleep is just, you know, something that, that you would do to soothe yourself or to make yourself feel better, you know, when you, when you are in that moment of, sorrow or loneliness and um so that's kind of where it came from and um well that song certainly uh, puts you in a realm of calmness and like you said singing yourself to sleep i can surely go to sleep listening to your voice voice all night long (laughs) and if you thank you if you enjoyed that that's just a little taste of what you're going to get tonight it's uh happening tonight at dueling hall um doors open at around 7 30 and the show starts at eight you're performing along with ron etheridge tonight correct that's correct. All right. And uh, where can people go to find out more information about Temperance and uh, find out where uh, more of your tour is going to be and more music from you? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, look, of course, on any of the social media uh, pages, so Twitter, Facebook, uh, any of those at Temperance Babcock Music, and that'll have our upcoming dates and videos and pictures and anything that we're doing you know, right now. And then also... Uh, the website, temperancebabtalks.com, will have all that information on it as well. Uh, so just about anywhere you look, you can find it. Thank you so much for traveling with us this morning. Thank you, Temperance, for being with us today. And we want to thank all of our guests for joining us. Jerome Tram with the Maxim Meridian. Brooke Lewis, co-owner of the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint. Lance Harris, Harris, director of Grand Village of Natchez. And, of course, country artist and fiddler Temperance Babcock. Now, if you missed part of the show and want to hear past episodes, you can go online to MPB Online slash Next Stop and listen to our podcast. For Kamel King, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for our Friday Southern Remedy for Women and join us next week for another trip through Mississippi on Next Stop Mississippi only on MPB Think Radio.